0: Hi healers, it's Allison here. So I want to tell you a little bit more about how Taylor and I got started with our podcast and the platform we've been using, which is Anchor, has been so user friendly and so amazing. I just want to tell anyone else out there that is thinking about starting a podcast, Anchor is the way to go. First of all, it's completely free. So hello. Second of all, there's so many creation tools that allow you to record and edit edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. It's crazy. I'm recording this right from my phone, and it literally just looks like the record button on your videos or your Instagram. So it really is such a user-friendly platform, and the coolest thing is, is you can add any song from Spotify directly to your episodes, too. And the possibilities are seriously endless for what you can create, whether it's music analysis, your own radio show, or something the world's never even seen before. Anchor also distributes your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and so many other platforms. And you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. So it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And like I said, it's so user-friendly. I recommend Anchor. Go to anchor.fm to get started or the Anchor app. See you later, healers.
1: Hi, I'm Allison. And I'm Taylor. And together, we're the Anxiety Chicks.
2: Each week, we will dive deep into a different topic about anxiety and the real life experiences
1: we all go through while giving you all the top tools and tips you need for your journey to recovery.
2: Our degrees may say therapist and dietitian, but together we are just real chicks
1: on our own healing journeys too. Join us as we take you from panic to power and reduce the stigma of mental health. Remember, you're never alone and we're all in this together. Hi, healers. Allison here. So I want to talk to you all a little bit about one of our new sponsors, BetterHelp. I'm so excited to tell you about this online counseling platform because as a licensed therapist, I'm a huge advocate of mental health awareness and truly believe in providing affordable counseling services to anyone, anywhere. Let's face it, there's so many areas in the United States and around the world that can make it so difficult to find affordable counseling, and
0: especially if you live in a more
1: rural area, it can be really hard to find a counselor, which is why I love this online platform. BetterHelp is an online mental health healing platform that provides online counseling and matches you with your own licensed professional therapist. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's a professional counseling service done securely online and is available worldwide. What's even better is that there are a number of different licensed counselors who specialize in all different areas of mental health. BetterHelp makes it so easy to log onto your account at any time and contact your therapist directly. You'll get timely and thoughtful responses and can schedule as many weekly video or phone sessions as you would like. As a therapist, I know that it's not always possible to find the right therapist for your needs, especially the very first time. So BetterHelp has actually made it so easy to facilitate great therapeutic matches. And if you don't find a connection with your first counselor, there's absolutely no charge to change counselors if you ever need to. How amazing is that? And if you find that you're struggling financially, they also have financial aid available. So we have a special offer for all Anxiety Chick listeners today. Sign up now and receive 10% off your first month. Just visit BetterHelp.com slash TheAnxietyChicks. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P slash TheAnxietyChicks and join over 500,000 people who are taking charge of healing their mental health with an experienced counselor today. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Anxiety Chicks podcast. I'm Allison Sepinara. And I'm Taylor. And we're excited to be back here today. I do want to apologize that there was no episode last week. Um, For those of you that have been following me, you probably know that my dad has been in an assisted living community for the past couple months. And the last week, two weeks, he um, had sort of a minor heart attack and had to go back into rehab. Anyway, it's been very overwhelming for me. So last week I was spending most of my week with my family and working and everything. So I just didn't have the time to do it. And I'm really sorry. And thank you, Taylor, for being so kind and understanding. Um, where is he? He's doing better. So he, you know – he had to be in this rehab and thank goodness that we found this rehab because they actually have been it's like on the oh, outside. Yeah, you found one. Yeah, yeah. But remember oh, the perfect. remember the the last rehab he yes, was in where basically there was like abuse happening? Yeah. Yes. So we were so careful about like the rehab that he went back to. We looked at reviews and we went to visit it before and all that stuff. And so what's so funny is that this place, you know, aesthetically. You know, and the way it looks, it's not like all fancy. It's nice, Mm -hmm. but it's not like fancy like the other place. But the people are so amazing. The doctor's so nice. The physical therapist and OTs, they're so great with him. They're so patient. Um, I mean, we literally have been able to meet every single person on his team. Wow. Uh, Medical records has been – just people have been so great. And it's just so interesting how there's some place – there's just some – you know, all types of businesses that on the outside, they just want to show that everything looks so great and they're doing everything, but on the inside, they're so unethical and horrible. That's so sad. And Yeah. And so we were so so thankful. And so they were going to discharge him and then we like appealed that because we wanted him to get a little bit more help. So I think he's going to be able to stay there for a little longer, which is good. Um, So yeah, he's doing okay, but I appreciate you guys being patient and- um i also wanted to thank whoever the last couple people that have left such nice reviews for us in the last week or two we've gotten i don't know if you've seen them taylor but we've gotten some- i kind of
2: uh since we last talked i kind of stopped reading them i was like geez
1: oh yeah because you're yeah i know
0: i'm you just don't, kidding you, don't guys. See. Y'all,
2: you guys give so many good reviews it's just sometimes it's better for like some people to not read them if you're like me sometimes just like re- you can't you see the bad more than you see the good
1: i know you I don't- think that's the perfectionism in me well right you don't i mean yeah i know that's that's something that everyone needs to work on more i mean it's just hard not to just go right to the negative sometimes but right um right. we received you know I mean? so much good but so oh my gosh that's why the last couple reviews have been so nice and so great and um not even just nice they've been Literally saying how much that our podcast has been helping them, and that, and that so, means the
2: world. Like, I, I sometimes I don't know if you feel this way. I would love to just see the people. Like, I would love to just I know like physically see them. Like, it's one thing to like read something, but I would love like to just see someone and like give them a hug and just be like, I, I agree. It. And like,
1: oh, I would love that. That too. would just be
2: amazing. Someone was like, do a meetup, and I was like, girl, I got anxiety. i can't plan no meetup
1: (laughs) maybe we'll do a podcast tour in person yeah (laughs) no (laughs) like talking
2: on a stage no (laughs) yeah no ma'am no ma'am
1: okay you You can i'll I'll sit in the audience you guys we're gonna try and get Taylor to turn okay on this we'll see we'll see if anyone (laughs) wants to see us who would even come Um, i don't even know um but we are one thing we are We've thought of before and I would really like to try, what we haven't done yet, is to have a YouTube channel where they can watch our recording of our podcast live because I know a lot of people do like watching watching it live, especially sometimes when we have a guest, right, and they can like watch us on YouTube or something. So maybe we'll try and do something like that in the new year. What
2: the heck, Allison? What? I, I go to read for- more- her- Oh. I go to read the reviews, and one says, "Was hoping this would help, but it's a joke giving advice on meds without any knowledge." What? When have we given given advice on medication?
1: That might that must be an older review. No when Monday. That oh, I didn't see that one.
2: I guess was that today, Mon- or last Monday? But when have we given advice well, I didn't on even
1: medication? See that. Um, I don't know. I, don't, I avoid speaking
2: on medication. I say do what you – everything is like do what is right for you.
1: Oh, my gosh. That's odd.
2: Huh. I wonder what episode they listen to. I'm curious now. Well,
1: if you're listening and that was you that left that review, you know, feel free to email us. Yeah, let, just us, let know. us know. what, what it was I support that you're confused doing about anything. At, the at gmail.com. Um, yeah. Because – oh, gosh. Yeah. I make sure – we make sure to put like so many disclaimers too about how – you know, this is not a. You know, we're not medical doctors, no. especially talking about medication, right? Like, it's just our experience of yeah. what we've. I been don't even. Through. I don't know
2: about you, but on my like page, like a lot of people will be like, "Can you ask so ask your like community if they've taken this medication and how it was for them?" And I'm like, "Uh uh-uh. uh, no. I don't do any of that. Like, yeah. everything is so different for everybody uh-huh. that you have to just do what feels right for you and." Right. I don't say, I don't believe that's giving advice on medication. I'm just saying, do what feels right for you.
1: Well, not even that, but like, I think, uh, well, also, I don't, we don't know where that person is from. So I will say that I'm only basing my knowledge on the United States and how they prescribe medication whenever I talk about it. So maybe it's different in other countries. So that for that, there's a disclaimer there. You know, we're just kind of talking about our experience in the US. And I know that, um, yeah. I mean, every everyone is so different. Everyone's brain is different. Everyone's body is different. So like you oh, yeah. definitely have to just talk to your doctor or psychiatrist if you're interested in meds. But I'm a huge advocate yeah. for it as long as it's prescribed appropriately and managed yeah, appropriately. I think absolutely. it can be great. But there's a lot of trial and error with medication sometimes, you know? Like mm-hmm. what works for one person won't work for another person.
2: Right. Huh.
1: So well, I think – I personally <laughs> think that that's good advice. So I'm sorry for anyone who doesn't think that's good advice, but I do because I use that advice and someone told me. And now I know, you know, if I ever want to do that, which I'm kind of on that journey, you know, talking to a psychiatrist, then I think that's, you know, good. But always just talk to a doctor. That's all I say about anything. Talk to your doctor
2: we're not doctors (laughs) And speaking of which uh this takes us into today's topic because we spoke to the professionals okay we have some great information for you today because i decided that it wasn't enough for me to read on fear flying articles i was like i want to get to the source so i posted on my page um if you're a flight attendant pilot anything in like the aircraft world reach out to me so I got like 10 people, which I was actually shocked that people, Wow. people I'm glad there was only 10 and not like a hundred because I'm like, okay, if all these pilots have anxiety, that could be bad. Uh, mm-hmm. But uh, most of them were like women who were like, my husband's a pilot, but they like got to talk with it. The- anyway, so today we're going to debunk flying fears. And I it. And trust me, guys, I could have a full on debate if you called me up and debunk any fear you have, because these pilots and flight attendants, they gave me so much information. So I want to first start out by asking Allison, what are your fears around flying? Like what when when I say, hey, Allison, you're going for a flight tomorrow. What are the fears that come to your mind?
1: Okay. So I have talked about this not as often, but I have talked about this before on my page. And I think on here that I hate to fly, hate it. And it got worse as I got older. I used to fly all the time as a kid with my parents. I mean, we – my dad went on a lot of business trips and he used to take us with him. And I remember, you know, getting a new outfit for the plane and like (laughs) a little girl just being so excited to go on the plane and fly. Now, I think it's just – okay. So there's a couple things. I hate that like I'm not in control of the plane. So like I feel like if I was the pilot, maybe I'd be less anxious. Like that's why I love driving. Instead of right. being a passenger because I actually right. am like in control of the car. Um I obviously catastrophize a lot. So I think of worst case scenarios all the time in flights. And what's
2: the worst case scenario? Like what is it? what is one it that crashes? Comes to
1: mind?
2: Why would it crash? Like what what would cause it? When have you heard of a plane crashing?
1: I don't know. Like the turbul when have I heard of a plane crashing? Are you kidding me? Like every freaking I mean, well, not every day, actually. But No, no.
2: Hang on. Hang on. I want to debunk this first one. So the planes that you always hear about crashing are like private planes. When have you heard of a commercial airline
1: crashing? Well, I mean, there's a lot there. It happens. It happens. I mean, like I think of 9-11 sometimes. Oh, Allison. That, That scares me a lot. Okay. But you have to remember. You might be too young for nine eleven. Like the people that experienced nine eleven at my age, it was very traumatic, very very traumatic. There's still people that totally are very very scared and have like post trauma from that, that whole yeah, experience. Yeah. So like it might have seemed like long ago, but it was that's it was just very traumatic. And like for people that are my age and like a little older, like watching that all day, every day, like it's just, it's still scary to like think about that. That's not like at the forefront, but like it's right. still in there. So, okay. And then also another thing that goes through in my mind is not just about the plane, but it's just about travel in general because I have IBS. And so when I'm anxious, it flares mm-hmm. up. So like – Going to the airport, like being in the airport and like hating going to the bathroom because it's public. I mean, I just hate using public bathrooms. I do oh, I it. You on that. I do it. But like, you know, if I'm having an episode, you know, oh my gosh, sometimes I stay in the bathroom for like a half hour. But okay, I need to make this plane. And then once I get on the plane, it's like, oh my gosh, you know, then I have to use a small bathroom and that just kind of does not feel good to me. And what if someone's waiting after me? And I'm just like, oh god. Um, I also depending on like how long it is, I'm, I don't like turbulence. And so sometimes that makes me – like I don't feel good, right? Sometimes I feel nauseous if there's turbulence or there's stuff that, you know, is happening on the plane that I, you know, hear or something. I'm just like, what is that? <laughs> um, So I think it's just these thoughts – yeah, these thoughts of just like the – worst case scenarios definitely the catastrophizing thing and then I just the travel whole experience of travel to me like to get to a place has always been sort of anx- an anxiety trigger for me is the actual like getting somewhere
2: right um so your turbulence one this was like someone submitted this a follower and i think this is such a cool thing to keep in your head so they said one of the best things i have ever heard about flying is to imagine the plane is like a piece of fruit in a jello salad it can jiggle all around turbulence but it can't just fall out and crash from being shaken
1: oh interesting
2: okay they, so the, the, one of the ladies who her husband's a, a pilot, believe it or not, she ha- she actually used to have the worst flight anxiety. She said until she met her husband. And then when she met her husband, he actually educated her on the simulations that they go through as pilots regularly. They experience, like they have to get out of cr- the craziest situations in these simulations that have literally never happened in their career. Oh so like gosh. there will be like um they'll throw dead chickens into the engines because they, like they like try and uh oh to simulate, see, simulate. Yeah. right right okay and they have to like get out of that and land appropriately.
1: Is that oh, not wow. crazy? Oh my gosh, okay. So that's how they wow, okay. Yeah. Interesting. I thought that was
2: so crazy. And a lot of people when I posted the um so this was one of, so debunking turbulence. Turbulence is not bad. It's actually good. It's the plane correcting itself, and turbulence cannot bring down a plane like at all. It's impossible. Turbulence is not bad on the plane. It's like when you hit a pot a ho- uh, a pothole when you're driving. Yeah, you right. like have a little I mean, bump. That's what it that's corrects. Bad for
1: your car though. <laughs> Potholes are really bad for your tires. Okay. Um, that's
2: like, you know what? I, I know mean. It's not mean. like it's bad for the plane, but it's like it's the plane correcting itself. No,
1: I know what you mean. And I really like that analogy of like fruit and jello.
2: Yeah. That girl said that did. that helps her every time. She's just, every time she's on the plane, she's like, it's like a piece of fruit and jello. It shakes yeah. a little bit, but it can't fall.
1: Yeah. It just like feels scary, I guess, you know? Yeah, Unless you think it's about a- it as like an okay, amusement okay, ride. Okay. Hey. Something.
2: It's like anxiety the symptoms, they feel so freaking scary. Right. 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 But it's, but they yeah. can't hurt us. Right. It, it's uncomfortable. We don't want to feel it, yeah. but we're going to be okay. And I think just like having these thoughts in your head when you're flying. Okay. I remember Taylor and Allison, they said, uh, yeah, this turbulence feels scary, but it can't hurt me. And I think just like having those thoughts helps because I used to think that turbulence was like, oh my gosh, things are out of control. Yes. And I, I envisioned like the pilot being like, oh, whoa. You know, but like yes, the, pilot, yes, the pilot knows the turbulence is coming. I don't know if you knew that either. So like a lot of times they can see ahead that there's like a storm like or the clouds or whatever. Yeah. The way the wind's blowing and they're like, hey guys, things are going to get a little bumpy or they even know, I didn't know this, but they do the route so much, like say like flying from like DFW oh, to LAX yeah. that they know at a certain part that that's where like turbulence
1: is. Oh, that's so interesting. And they're used to it.
2: Like they're like, hey guys, like some pilots will let you know, like that are, I, one time there was like this old pilot, he was so nice and he was like, hey guys, I do this route a lot and I know right about up here, things are going to get a little bumpy, just keep your seatbelt on. Like he was just so like kind and I'm like, we need more
1: pilots like that. (laughs) But you do do forget though, like that. Absolutely. You do forget that you're right. Like when do you really hear about like airplane accidents? I probably haven't heard of like a commercial one.
2: Oh, people will. So here's the thing: the news they love breaking news headlines, right? So you'll see a news headline that says airplane crash, right? But if you look into it, it's one of those private jets, maybe a twenty passenger one, prop prop planes. I mean, you hear about those all the time. I will never personally go in a jet or anything. It's just not not something I want to do with my life. Yeah. Um. But commercial airlines, I mean it you so the statistics show which i'm i like statistics they don't really help because i see myself as that one percent but <laughs> i'm like yeah. well there is a one percent but they say that like you're more likely to get struck down by lightning than die in an airplane
0: Correct. what
2: yes you are more likely to get in a oh my gosh driving crazy. to the
1: airport than being in a right. Plane I did hear the thing about the car. Like you're definitely more likely to get in a car accident than a plane. Like okay, accident. so
2: those those kind of statistics. Yeah, they're yeah, I don't know. They kind of help, but no, they're they're true. They kind of no. help, but you know, people with anxiety they like to be the one percent. You know, right? No, so I it's know. like, yeah, you can tell me those statistics all day, but I want to hear the hard cold facts. So it's like, okay, turbulence. We just debunked that. Turbulence will not crash your plane. You're actually not. No no plane crash that has ever happened felt turbulence and then crashed. And then crash. That's okay. another thing. It's like it I never guess, like
1: I guess for me though, it's more of like when turbulence is happening, I almost like You I lose think, control. I think I know what's happening, but I I basically in my mind I'm like, oh my gosh, there's a storm or there's like lightning. So like the lightning is gonna, you know, The lightning's gonna hit the engine and then we're gonna, you know, go down because the lightning hits the engine. I don't know. That's that's not debunk
2: number two storms, lightning, thunder, engines. The plane can literally lose its engine. The engine could fall off the plane and the plane can glide for a thousand miles and land correctly. What? Yep. Oh my god, is that
1: what happened with the um when that plane landed in the Hudson in New York?
0: Uh, I, I, I don't Smully? know if,
1: I don't know if the
2: I don't know if the engine got hit by storm but I do know that yeah the pilot goes like he knew what he was doing.
1: Yeah that was that was crazy.
2: Yeah that like was yes awesome. that would freaking suck. That no, would freaking suck to of be course, in that but everyone but was like, okay on
1: that. Yes
2: and we have to remind ourselves that pilots go through this type of training. Their training isn't just flying a plane. Their training is cr- like the craziest simulation. So like they they go through these simulations where they even bend the wings of a plane 90 degrees and they still don't break. You've never, I'm sorry, you've never seen a plane's wing be 90 degrees bent. I know you look out sometimes no, if you're, you're sitting right. near the wing. I remember when I was a kid, it's funny. I think back to things like, you know, you're not ta- taught things, but when I was a kid, I would look out the window and, you know, how you could see the wing kind of like bouncing and you're like, oh, that yes. doesn't look too well. Yes. But that's actually like just, you know, the plane correcting itself through the clouds. But we have never in our lifetime seen a wing bend. Right. So it's like, OK, that's that's debunk number two. I mean, these pilots, are, not only are these pilots so freaking trained. Do you know nowadays pilots barely even fly the planes?
1: I know I did hear that, but that kind of so, freaks me out.
2: No. Okay. So there's a computer flying it, right? Do you know how many backup computers there are?
1: Yeah. No, I know. I mean,
2: there's no I don't
1: know. Oh, really? Thirty
2: backup computers. So if anything was to shut down, blah, blah, blah. The the backups of this is insane. So what this lady said to me that like really helped is she goes, Taylor, think about this. So her husband's a pilot. She goes, He wants to get home to our family just as much as you want to get home to your family.
1: Right. Right, of course. So it's like He's gonna do everything it's not like he it's not like
2: he has like a separate plane that he flies off of. Right, right. <laughs> Later, guys. Like Yeah. So it's yeah. like that's another thing we have to remind ourselves of. Like they want to get home just as much as we want to get home. Okay. Um, so the other thing that a ton of people, especially my health anxiety people, um anything happening, that's mine. That's my fear is like me getting up in this metal can in the sky And this one time I'm up there, I have a stroke, right? Or I have a, I can't breathe, right? So so, uh, a few flight attendants actually spoke to me about this one. And they said, what we recommend is if you are an anxious flyer, they were like, we love if you just come up to us and introduce yourself before a plane. Hey, I'm Taylor. I'm in A-12. Um, Um. I'm anxious. I'm an anxious flyer. Uh, I'm just wanting to let you know. And they'll, oh gosh, they'll they that's... keep note of that. So they're actually taught this in training to keep note of like, if someone comes up to them and says they're an anxious flyer and to check in on them, uh, they've had times where people have had a panic attack and they'll just, they'll put you on, uh, oxygen and it can just like help you. Um, oh and they'll gosh, take you to amazing. the front. Yes. yes. But regarding anything medical, the plane literally has everything an emergency room has.
0: Oh, I wow. didn't know that.
1: Oh my gosh, me neither. Really? Everything
2: an emergency room has. And not only that, th- these flight attendants, which I thought was insane, they said there's never been an incident that's happened in air where they didn't have one medical professional on. I on was flight. just going
1: to say, I bet you there's always like some type of medical professional on there.
2: Always. She said yeah. there's never, but she said, if not, she goes, we have a backup for that too. There's always a backup of a backup because you are in the air, right? So she said they're, they are trained to call and almost every airline uses this company called Medline and Medline is basically these flight attendants are trained to contact this cup service. And it is doctors who tell them exactly what to do. And they, they can do like, they can, they can, uh, inject people. I mean, they have, they have medications up there. They have, they have everything. They have stuff to, uh, they have, uh, oh, what is it? I can't remember the tracheal, uh. I mean, they can like get in your airways. Right. They can I do know. anything.
1: I know they have the, um, they have that heart thing. They have that thing to bring you back. What's that called? Defibrillator. That puts on your Yeah, they have defibulators. I know that too. No, but
2: they have, you should, you can read about it too. If you like search an airline, what all is on a plane? I mean, they, they are going to be a straight up doctor if they need to be. Like they are trained to contact Medline and Medline will give them the information. This is also the backup of the backup. The first backup is, hey, Mm -hmm. any doctor on the plane, doctor runs up, does all this stuff. And then they said when someone's, so so she actually had a patient who had a stroke on the plane. This one nurse who reached out to me and she said, what happened is we, what our first protocol, she, and she was so educated. She goes, you want to be fast, right? That's the protocol. So what we did is we immediately got this patient on oxygen high. That's their first protocol. They put it on high mm-hmm. and they ca- that can stabilize a patient. Okay. And then if there is uh so for a stroke, they want to land the plane. So yeah, they're right. going, they, she said, no matter where you are, even above water, there's 30 or uh, there's, it takes 30 minutes to get down to an airport.
1: Oh, wow.
2: She said, no matter where you are. I thought that was crazy.
1: Wow.
2: Now I don't know how that is with like international, but I do know about international planes. There's a lot of times a 100% a doctor on the plane.
1: I would have thought it would take longer than that. I know. And she goes, thirty minutes sounds long when you're like having a health thing, but like. So she says the
2: oxygen 100% will stabilize that patient having the stroke. Yeah. So I was like, okay. Anybody who has health fears, they got you. Mm -hmm. There's everything. You are actually, if you think about it, okay, right now, Allison, I'm at my house. I'm safer in an airplane with medical devices than at
1: my house. If I were to pass out right now,
2: who would call?
0: No, you know what I mean?
1: Everyone's going to go run out and buy uh, buy their, keep in their house, all medical stuff. I'm just kidding.
2: (laughs) No, but you know what I mean? It's like when you really think about it if your fear if your fear of flying is that something bad would happen in the air think about when you're home alone like you are more likely to get help on that plane than you are at home these are just little things that you can tell yourself when you're flying is like go back to these thoughts is like i'm actually safer up here than being alone in my room i'm actually safer up here than driving in my car you know, it's these little things. We think we have all this control on the road, right? We're like, I have the steering wheel, so I have control. I can prevent a crash.
1: Right. Yes. That's, yes. That is what goes on in my brain.
2: So that that helped me with the medical <sighs> stuff. It's just I didn't realize how much they had up there.
1: Yeah, I agree. Well, that's, it, has, it, it actually is good to know. I had no, I mean, I had no idea. And it's so crazy. Like, why would you know this, I guess? Like, they don't. I love the whole thing you said about going up to a flight attendant and just saying, you know, I just, hi, I just wanted to introduce myself and let you know I'm a little anxious on, or I get, you know, anxious on flights. And
2: There's tons of people who don't have anxiety who have fear of flying. Yeah. Like she, uh, she was saying, she was like, you'd be shocked. Some people just come up to me, grown men. And she was like, they just do not like flying.
1: Interesting.
2: Because I think it is giving up that control, you know?
1: Yes, 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 yes. 100%. I mean, at least, again, in my mind, I I talk a lot about the catastrophizing, and I feel like that has to be one of the biggest types of, you know, thought errors that go on with people that are scared of flying is catastrophizing and just imagining the worst case scenario. You know, it's very scary.
2: This one flight attendant said, she actually said, if a medical emergency occurs in flight, we have the capability to get connected to a doctor via Medline and rely and relay information to the flight attendants. Flight attendants have training to deal with these scenarios and we carry multiple pieces of medical equipment. It's also important to remember that pretty much anywhere in the USA, we can go from cruise to being on the ground in 15 to 20 minutes in case of emergency. wow Wow. and she said um medic mechanical failures are extremely extremely rare the thing about airplanes is that there's always a backup in case something fails that's kind of like what i told you like there's a system for a system unlike our cars we have one system trust me they're not building our they're building our cars like hey things fail you just go straight to the to the service center so Um, true yeah But she said, in case something fails and often a backup to the backup, just like I said, modern engines are are incredibly reliable. And in the case that one word fail, we can fly perfectly fine with one engine. As a passenger, you probably wouldn't even notice an engine failed unless you're playing paying extremely close
1: attention. Oh, my gosh. Interesting. Is that
2: insane? And she said, turbulence is a normal part of flying, and it is completely harmless. We do our best to avoid it for pa- for passenger comfort, and it isn't always possible. Aircraft damage from turbulence is extremely, extremely, extremely real. Wow. So just stuff like that, like, it's like, these people have such confidence. Right. And you got to think, think of the most, okay, our airplanes are Boeing's, Prize product, right? Think about the coolest car you know. Think about the Tesla. That thing drives itself, right?
0: We are in the
2: we are in the fanciest thing in the air. We are in the fanciest airplane, the nicest of the nicest airplane, the nicest name brand. You know what I mean? You have to think of that. Like we are the amount of like think about Jeff Bezos going to space. Like the things, the technology we have nowadays is unreal. Think about what our parents used to fly in. Who knows? Oh, no, I know.
1: Did. <laughs> Who knows know. what they were flying in? <laughs> I mean, unless you're on Spirit Airlines or something, then I'm just kidding. They. It's so sad. They've got such a bad rep. The wor- I mean, it's because of what's happened. Literally, yeah, it's they, the they've worst. had
2: some weird passengers and some horrible persons. So that's, so that's like, another thing. I yeah, fly the same the- airline that I feel comfortable flying on get the credit card, (laughs) get the credit card and get the points and then fly that airline forever that you feel most
1: comfortable flying on. That's literally, that's just what I was going to say is like, that's like lower on the anxiety scale for me of like what makes me most anxious flying. But it's in there is like not knowing who's going to be on your plane. Right. You know, there's been these instances recently with people that are like unruly nothing you know dangerous but it could no. maybe have gotten to that but some people that were more well, unruly and you're just like oh my gosh and blah blah I don't know you like
2: I feel like spirit wait, is so hard can I,
1: oh can I pause this for a second sorry my mom just called me I don't know what's going on
2: yeah you know, you're good I think like with Spirit Airlines and I know a lot of people are like, well, that's affordable and whatever. But have you ever heard of Hopper um,
1: app? Oh, wait. Yes. Yes. I just actually discovered that when I was. Oh, my gosh. You can. Very interesting. You
2: can get flights for the same price as Spirit if you check out Hopper and you watch it. You watch your flight like you save it. So you click save and it'll give you notifications when your price drops on the flight. I know it's so cool. You got everyone go download Hopper if you want to get affordable flights. But Crazy. what I was saying is like, not sponsored. You know, if you can, no, not sponsored. If you can avoid avoid, um, you know, airlines where you don't pick your seat until like, what is it? Day of or how do you pick your seat with Spirit? Do you remember? Oh, I have no idea.
1: Honestly, I oh, don't even so, know so what you don't... do anymore flying. You... I've been flown in like, well. 10 years
2: flying you get a you pick your seat before like when you purchase your ticket but with spirit you don't so it's about like you have to like get you pick a seat when you walk on or something i don't i don't know exactly but i don't have assigned seats no not until like you get there or something i don't know exactly how it works but you don't it's that's anxiety provoking for me so i can't do that me too no, thank so, you. And then TikTok kind of ruined my. I hate that we're bashing on an airline. I really hate that. But um, just for my anxiety, that's just, you know what I mean? Uh, so yeah. <laughs> um, but well, basically- I mean, I, it's,
1: I'm sure it's literally, it's probably affordable and it gets the job done. If you want to go to point A to point B, it gets you, you go there. Right. But I have literally, I mean, to be honest, right now, I think any type of flying, and tr- travel with airports whatever airline you're on the ex- the the stories that i've heard in the last like since covid has sort of you know don- gone down after covid literally just it's been the worst experience for people delays and like um Like no plane literally taking off on time, Um, people missing their planes or things getting just canceled or just not a good experience I've heard lately of anything traveling with flying. Hmm. And yeah, like there's – I mean, that's what I've just heard from a lot of people. And I think it's probably because a lot of people are trying – like that haven't been – especially these holidays, right? Like this is the first holiday in probably two years that people are actually going to be going and flying again. Right. Right. So I feel well, I like think they
2: said, so I, I saw an article that said it's they the most amount, more flights or more people trying to fly than like ever, probably because, you know, everyone's just like getting back to life and stuff. Uh, I've heard of, so I've heard of like uh, US wide cancellations with like certain airlines on certain days. Uh, but I've also heard, you know, like my husband flew and my, my dad flew, my dad flies a lot for business and, uh, his mom flew and they all had great flights. So I know some oh, people okay. have had horrible well, that's delays, good to hear. uh, but I, maybe it's getting better. I don't know, cause they've, I'm, I, I actually have to fly in eight days. Um, so. <laughs>
1: oh, okay. Well, good. Not, it's a good episode for you.
2: Yeah. uh, But if you followed along with my last tri- of course, I'm going back to California, Um, fortunately. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so Steve. I say I, it's funny, though. I'm so glad I documented that trip, though, because I, I went back and looked at it and like how much anxiety I had the night before. So the anticipation anxiety, your first flight back to flying, it's going to feel scary. And I think you have to remind yourself that, too. I think this is a good point we can end on is that you can't just hear all this advice that we're giving and be like, I'm not gonna have anxiety. I feel so confident doing this. Like sometimes it's good to be like, it's okay to feel anxious. It's okay to allow those feelings to come and I'm not gonna fight them. I know that I get anxious when I fly and I'm gonna allow that and I'm gonna bring my distraction tools and I'm gonna bring all the things that help me and I'm gonna not try and make things so perfect, but rather know that I have support at every angle. I have support of the flight attendants. I have support of whoever I'm flying with. I have support of Medline that's on the ground. I have support of the air traffic controllers that are watching my flight. I have support of the pilots who want to get home to their parents, just like I do. Their parents, oh my gosh, their family, (laughs) just like I do. So it's like, I have to continually just remind myself those things rather than be like, don't be anxious, don't be anxious, don't be anxious. There's nothing to be anxious about. It's like, you're taking a leap of faith. It's okay to be anxious, and I think that's where I failed with my last flight is I was trying so hard to not be anxious that I fought it. So, yes. And I think once you do something and you keep doing it, you show the
1: fear that it doesn't have a hold on you. Exactly. Exactly. Like and it really is, you know, this whole I mean, how you it's it's basically just all the the tools that we talk about a lot of how to help with um your anxiety which is like reframing the way that you think identifying mm. that there's certain ways you're thinking that are making you way more scared than you actually have to be yeah and the fact is i think just because being in a plane there literally is so much that you can't you think you can't control right that it, it, that's what gives you those that like panic. But Absolutely. this information is so much more helpful because there really it was more. There's more control on the plane that you realize. Like I might not be in control of you know the medicine cabinet there or whatever they have there, but at least I know it's <laughs> there now. You right, know? right. And and,
2: and I think that's another thing we forgot is the air air traffic controller people. They are watching our plane.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. So I mean, seriously, I I just feel like that is that is so it's such good information to have. At least I mean, I'm even feeling better, and I will tell you, I that is that is probably one of up there for one of my biggest triggers for anxiety is flying. And
2: I had, I had a what? thought the other day. I'm like, somebody needs to like start some. Now that we have Wi-Fi in the air, there needs to be like some company called like a call-in flight therapist that if there's like an issue you can pay for a session in air to like just like talk to you and like to have like a session you like you could have your therapy session in air uh right wouldn't that be crazy like their job is like or the company's job is like a flight therapist
1: i mean could you imagine like you could just oh that would be insane i'd be like
2: like I'd pay the hundred dollars. I'm like, yes. <laughs> talk oh my to gosh, me. it would be
1: amazing. Or you could have someone like next to you that's like a, I don't know, I'm just thinking of my favorite meditation gurus just to like <laughs> talk to me. And, you know, you know, there's other things too that I I know that are really helpful for me that I bring with me
0: when I travel.
1: Um Yeah, yes. I have a pack that so, I it's like
0: yeah. my I gotta have it. So we'll panic yeah. <laughs> I make sure I
1: have like my different – like I make sure I have podcasts that I haven't listened to that I'm excited to listen to or like music to to right. keep me busy. Um, I, pa- I pack, you know, some essential oils that really are helpful for me. Um, I make sure I have like a thing for my neck. It's sort of like one of those pillow things that just like Makes me feel comfortable and also very comfortable, comfortable, cozy clothes. I Absolutely. just want to make it feel as cozy as possible. Yeah. Um. And and I bring like an eye mask. Sometimes they give you them, but I bring an eye mask just to like have on my have on my face. Even if I'm not sleeping, just the darkness helps me because right. the lights in the plane can be really like give you a headache. Oh, don't
2: you hate when like you're sitting on a row and the person at the end keeps the dang window open and it's oh. like this bright like white light. You're like, you want to so kindly just be like, please, please shut. Yes,
0: it. I have yes. Anxiety. Please shut it's it. It's the worst. It's the worst when you're not
1: sitting next to it because then yeah, that's again out of your control. You can't just be like close it.
2: Another thing that helps though, unfortunately, being by the window, you have control of the thing of the window you know blind but an aisle seat you feel just so less confined because i think that's another thing that probably the last thing we'll we'll debunk on this episode is just the feel, feeling of when the when the door shuts right i can't get out a claustrophobic feeling yeah. right it's like i can't leave oh my gosh that what the heck i can't leave if i want to leave that freaks me out and i sometimes can do that like that you know what would you call it Ca- catastrophic like yes
0: Well,
1: what
2: what did you say? It was worst case scenario? uh, Worst, ah, like just making it these thoughts of like-
1: Like the future, like making them up?
2: I can't think of the word, but just like it's, you got to remind yourself like, hey, how long have we been sitting here? About like an hour, right? So, but and we've been fine. So it's like, it's just this weird feeling of like when you get in the plane, it's like, okay, you're going to be up there for three hours. Think of your last three hours. Nothing bad happened, right? So when you're up in the air- you're just in there for 3 hours. You're gonna get out. It's gonna land and you're gonna get out. You're not stuck up in there.
0: Right, right. For right. the rest
2: like forever. It's right. going to come back down and you're going to be able to get out. You're not stuck. It's like yeah. you have to you have to take away that thought of like I'm stuck up here.
1: Yeah. Right. So,
2: that that helps me because I can definitely get that like feeling of when the door's shutting. I'm like, "Oh sh- oh shoot, oh shoot.
1: <laughs> We're in here. We're in it." I know. Well, that's where, that's where your brain starts just, just spiraling, right? It can just, and it's, it can do that very easily with every little move of the plane, you know, the takeoff, the landing, you know, the little movement of the turbulence and that sets you off. And then, you know, a little noise might set you off or, you know, there's, I think that's, for me, it's like the hypervigilance of just everything kind of like setting me off. But I think this actually was really, really helpful information to know and you know i i don't know i want to i do i want to like i love to travel (laughs) i really do i miss it i miss it
2: see uh i if it was up to me i would not be doing any of these flights which is bad that is anxiety controlling my life my husband he forces me he's like we're gonna go we're gonna do these things and so He definitely, if I was married to someone like me, it would be, we would be in a dungeon. I mean, it would just be with like a hazmat suit. Like we, he definitely pushes me out of my comfort zone, which I think is good because if it was up to me, I wouldn't be doing these things, but I know that doing these things I have to do because what is key? What is the reason why I don't want to travel? And when you really break it down, it's anxiety it's not, not wanting to experience things it's i can say that all day i can say like oh well you can go on google and see that kind of stuff no at the core it's anxiety and 100%. sometimes i don't want to admit admit that but i think that's with a lot of people so get yourself some people that push you out of your comfort zone
1: because yes. they'll force you to freaking do it <laughs> yes and to be honest I mean, I think also something for me that's helped before, I know when I was like younger and still feeling a little bit anxious and even the last couple of times, I I sort of like visualize myself on my way to wherever I am, but like in an amazing – like especially if I'm going somewhere on vacation where, you know, it's sunny, I know I'm going to be on a beach or – if I'm going to, you know, Europe or something, I just imagine myself and how fun it's going to be when I get there and that I'm going to be able to just relax and maybe see some cool things, eat some good food. You know, I try and imagine that I'm excited to kind of right. to kind of get to where I'm going. <laughs> and even on the way home, I get excited about, you know, being able to be in my home again and be, you know, in my bed. You know, sometimes it's, you know, when you're done a vacation, you're ready to get back to your own bed and you're just ready to oh, absolutely. be in your routine again and all that stuff. So I feel like just visualizing and imagining and thinking about those types of things while you're on there is good too. Absolutely. Good, some good exercises. And I think,
2: save this episode. Listen to this podcast. Why? Yes. You fly. Good. Remind yourself point, of all our- these things that we're saying. And, we're going to let you we're going to end this with you're going to be okay.
1: Yes. Your plane
2: your plane is going to land. You're going to make it there. You're going to yes. make it home and everything's going to be okay.
1: Yes, I love that. And this is so great for before the holidays because I mm-hmm. you know a lot of you guys listening are probably going to be visiting <sighs> people and going going away. So November
2: hope- 30th, if you see me at the airport.
1: <laughs> Let's be
2: anxious together. You <laughs> need Seriously, me, meet like, yeah. Meet
1: come up. up.
2: Someone, someone said, "Let's do a meet up." Yeah, like guys, let's meet up. Anxious at the airport. Anxious. <laughs> come to the anxious corner. Do a little meditation <laughs>
1: together. Yeah, anxious corner. They should hey. have something. They should I'm have something go. like that. You at know, the I bet airport. they do. Like a little meditation do. meditation room, like a yoga room at the airport. You could just go in and do a couple like yoga or like meditation. <gasps> yeah, they should totally have that.
2: Oh, well, there's so many things they should do. Right? Kidding but me? Money, right? i know i know mental health what oh. <laughs> this
1: was so great taylor awesome information thank you oh thank you to the, thank you to
2: all the flight attendants and pilots that so kindly i mean they sent me long paragraphs so so kind
1: of them do I you mean, have their was, names can like do you uh, them out? yes one was uh
2: Saline. so i tagged them on my instagram okay uh, so if you want to go see that, you can check them out. You can. Okay. Mess- uh, I don't know you. if you can message them. I actually don't do that. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, it sounds
1: like they were so open. So, I mean, I don't know. They, but- yeah. I asked them if I could share their
2: names and they said yes. So maybe they, they would be open if you had a specific question. So. Yeah.
1: I love that. Yay! Well, we're so glad we're back, you guys. And And I'm going
2: to just put this out into the universe that I'm going to go on my flight on November 30th. And whoever else is flying for the holidays, we're going to go on our flight and we're going to make it back home. And we are going to listen to the next episode in December of the Anxiety Chicks podcast because we will all
1: be here and okay. 100% I love that, putting that out there. Yes. And for anyone that's celebrating Thanksgiving, have a wonderful Thanksgiving holiday and be safe, and we love you. I'll talk to you later. Bye. Hi, healers. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of The Anxiety Chicks with Taylor and I. As always, you can find us on Instagram. You can find me, Alison Sepinera, as The Anxiety Healer and Taylor as health underscore anxiety And as always, you can check out the Anxiety Healing School. I just dropped a new course called When Panic Attacks, Triggers That Create Fear and How to Overcome Them, all about overcoming your anxious triggers and finding more awareness on what contributes to your anxious thoughts and giving you all the tools on how to overcome them. Uh, It's a self-paced course, and if there's... Any struggle with finances, there's a payment plan available as well. So go to the anxietyhealingschool.com to check that out. And as always, go to peakofpanic.com to check out updates about Taylor's blog and her journal she's coming out with. Thanks, everyone. Happy healing.
0: Seeking the truth never gets old.